afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch, did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right, everybody. From Amman. Thank you very much for that, Mary. From Amman, uh, the capital. I never normally say that, but Amman, the capital of Jordan. Anyway, it's from Amman, Jordan. This is The Fetch, and you are listening to Inside the Ally Prime Time. Today's date is Thursday, June the 6th, 2019. And a good Thursday afternoon to early evening to all of you listening out there in the United States and Canada. And of course, a good late afternoon, late, late evening, I should say, to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones. And of course, wherever you're listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets may all be well with you and yours. Now, I was filling in just a little bit, if you didn't hear that, guys, for the last half hour of the previous show, uh, Liberation Nation with Deacon John. Okay, everybody, we are back. Sorry about that. We had a, we had a power failure here, but we've restored power, so we are back live inside the iLive primetime, everybody. Again, welcome back. Again, it's Thursday, June the 6th. It's D-Day, everybody. I don't know if you know about D-Day, but you know it was the sixth hour. Of the sixth day of the sixth month. No hidden code there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. No way. What a waste of life World War II was, quite frankly. And uh, I'll tell you what. We are having right now. I'm not sure why this is. I got this new laptop with the new, new. what do you call this? The new, uh, oh, I don't know. I'll just go ahead and take this call if I can just to test it. Uh but we have this new, I don't know what's going on here. I'm going to have to cancel some of this stuff. Uh, but we have basically my, what do you call this? The monitor when I do my system monitor. You know, when you do these shows, you have to like monitor your gear at all times. And my disc is running at 100%. And what that does is it just drags everything down. And I'm not exactly sure why that is. So I'm going to probably, I don't want to close this because, my goodness, uh, Tom Luongo, let me try to get back that one. So let me close this file, see if that helps a little bit. We're trying to just close files that are making things I can't close anymore. If I close anymore, we're going to go dead. Uh, so basically, for whatever reason, our disk is pumped up at 100%. So we've got some system monitoring going on here that it's going to be a little bit sluggish. But anyways, first, welcome. Now, the weather here in Amman, it's been hot as usual. Again, we are sitting at about uh, 95 degrees today. 
under largely sunny skies in the day, the more, the really up in the morning, uh, partly cloudy, then sunny skies, and then cloud cover came back somewhere around, I don't know, like uh, 5 o'clock, something like that, and then uh, 4 o'clock like that. And so it really cooled things off quite a bit. There were a few drops of rain. However, it wasn't big, just literally just a few drops of rain. I mean, you could got hit maybe five, six times walking a few few feet. A few feet out there. Uh, uh, you're back live now, Fetch. You just went dead air. I'm not sure if which one is which. I'm getting too many messages, guys. I'm hopefully, I'm erasing everything. Give me a new message if you hear it. Uh, it looks like we're okay here, quite frankly. Everything looks fine now. Everything is cleared up. So basically, guys, in the chat room, uh, it is live. We'll get this show going. Don't worry, everybody. We'll get it going. We will get it going. Where's my question mark? So anyways, guys, here we go. Uh, weather again, 95 degrees, uh, daytime high, uh, not too much wind. Every now and then we had some wind blow through. Right now we've got winds of about three miles per hour. It's just after one o'clock in the morning. And my God, my gosh, the first half hour is already gone, right? And anyways, we hear you. Okay, great. So basically we got like no wind at all. 75 degrees right now. We're going to be going down to 71 degrees. And the studio is, now that I've shut and closed everything down, the studio is 89 degrees. It's actually climbed three degrees since the start of the show because I had to shut everything down, windows, doors, everything. So there's been no, uh, what do you call that? There's no no breeze at all here. And I'll tell you what, three, that actually affects my, my condition here by three degrees. Oh my goodness, man. It'll be probably 90 degrees in here. And the problem is I'm in Amman, everybody. And in Amman, you don't really have a lot of air conditioning. It's very, very expensive to run. Night times are usually pretty good. It's just this house, as you now know, over the years is the very top house on like a house on the side of a hill where they bore down the side of the hill. And I'm the top house, so basically I'm the oven. If you go down, quite frankly, everything's going to be a lot cooler. We've lived in houses that are below, quite frankly, the top, and it gets much cooler, much more comfortable. But unfortunately, that's not the case where I am here today. I don't know if you've heard. There's been a great purge going on. I mean, a massive purge of websites on the YouTube. And what I did is I went live with a story yesterday about how my YouTube channel was actually taken down. It came as a huge shock to me. I, I was not expecting it to go down, mainly because I don't really post a lot of videos there. My content there is basically some live streams that we had done back last summer. Not a whole lot other than that, but there were uh, were some other shows, like things we did with uh, Blackbird 9 in the chat room, that, things like that we'd put up there. And, but it, it was taken down. No, no explanation at all. It just was taken down. And then I come to find out yesterday there was a massive purge initiated by people like Vox.com. And if you're familiar with Vox.com, we've talked about Vox.com in the past because really Vox.com is run by a bunch of trolls. These guys are idiots. They are really nasty people. They don't care about anybody and everybody. Uh, they're just trolls. They're disgusting human beings. I know this guy, Carlos Raza, or whatever his name is. He's he's basically a Mexican, a, a gay Mexican, basically. 
And there was some type of feigned battle between him and a guy by the name of a Crowder, Louder with Crowder. Of course, Crowder, nothing ever happened to Crowder, but uh, thousands of people did get their websites either taken down or demonetized. Now, I was not demonetized. I was completely taken down, and it's gone. All my work is gone. Now, I, I for one, it's not that big a deal to me because, quite frankly, I never gave YouTube a lot of my effort because I could never trust YouTube as a platform to work off of. It just never made sense. But really what's happening here is YouTube is going to war against its, I don't know, its creators. I mean, the creators are the ones that actually do all the work. The creators are the ones that, uh, I guess they do all the work. And YouTube basically makes money by monetizing everybody's content. And so what YouTube is doing is canceling out uh, videos that really have a message, a narrative that goes counter to the deep state slash, man, so much stuff here. Uh, everything's bouncing on my screen. It's like somebody's taking over my mouse. How, how scary is that, right? Uh, so basically, guys, it's gotten very, very bad out there because of what's happened with YouTube. And again, I am not personally really affected. We lost all of our videos. I don't really care all that much aside from showing people what I did. And there was some very good interviews out there. Uh, we'll have to redo the website, take down the videos. We will just to, to put a little, little, uh, needle in YouTube's, uh, side. We're going to probably put up a new station, a new channel. We'll call it the uh, ITEL reports or something like that. It'll be mainly just five, 10, 15 minute little videos that I'll put up there just to keep content going over there, just to needle these guys. But we are not going to lay low if YouTube and the Jewish left media thinks for a second that somehow we are going to be going silent due to what they are trying to do here. Uh, they can guess again. I know this, this Carlos Raza guy from Vox, he had said something back in December to the effect that deplatforming works and we need to do more of it. So really what we are looking at here in a very real way is a situation where YouTube appears to be really violating the law. I mean, there are certain levels of expectation of service. And if you go and you use YouTube and you build a little business there, and then YouTube decides just to arbitrarily start taking away your revenue, taking away your means to conduct your business on that platform, it's very clear at some layers that this is a violation of an expectation of service. And what they are doing is fraud. Get no, Make no mistakes. YouTube and Google are very, very powerful companies. But at the end of the day, they are engaging in fraud against their user base. A lot of the stuff that YouTube is doing right now in Google is an assault or an attack on issues that, quite frankly, have nothing to do with terms of service nothing at all to do with hatred, nothing to do at all with anything that they're pushing forward. Now, I did find it interesting, and that doesn't mean it's actually just an actual fact, but the ADL, uh, the Anti-Defamation League, 
put out a tweet today, something to the effect that, you know, we are proud to be a part of this massive destruction of voices on the web. So Jewish groups like the ADL are quite frankly being very open and bold about what they are doing out there. So be very careful now about what you do. Pay attention. What we have here is massive fraud. It's fraud, guys. And and there's an old argument, you know, we don't necessarily want to engage with too much government regulation because, quite frankly, once you get into the hands of the regulators, the regulators themselves are not serving the American people. They are bought and paid for. They can generally get paid off to do whatever higher big money wants them to do. So you can't expect regulators in this case to whether it's the FTC or the FCC to actually go after these companies and do something for the people. It's not hard to do, quite frankly. It's very simple. Uh, You tell YouTube and Facebook and some of these other Twitter, some of these other major media companies, if you want access to our scarce resources, you must, you must follow the law of our freedom of expression and freedom of speech. Otherwise, we will regulate you as a media news organization and you will be responsible for 100% of the content out there, and you will not be shielded from any lawsuits from anybody, and we will make sure, to the best of our ability as American people, that we will put you out of business. Now, if you think about it, there's absolutely no reason why we should not put them out of business. How many of you who actually produce content like myself are benefiting from YouTube? I'm not. YouTube has basically said you're not welcome here. So, okay, why should YouTube be welcome on my telecommunication grids out there? Think about it. Why? There is no reason why YouTube should be given any way to get to our telecommunications grid. Period. I don't mind putting them out of business. Whatever content is there will scatter to the four winds. We can get more people out there that actually do value our American values of of free speech, and let's play the game that way. For me, that would be a much wiser and simpler way to go. You either adhere to our laws or we will put you out of business. You will not be given access to our laws. If you want to play the shutting down the DNS game, okay, we will shut down as a government, as a people, we'll shut down YouTube, period. I don't care. Uh, quite frankly, I don't care. And we would be very, you would have to be very specific how you coordinate these types of laws. We do not want to again give people too much power, but already we have through the government and through technology companies, we have given way too much power to these people. And it's about time that we start to really rein in a lot of the BS that is going on out there with major technology firms. Another story I wanted to bring up to you is the Graham Hart show. I I don't know if you've been following Graham Hart and his story. We've been talking a little bit about it. And what happened here is there was this week, Tuesday, a couple places, news, just call them news hack. One is called Cornwall Live. One is called Cornwall Reports. And what they have are digital publications coming out of Cornwall. And they seem to work hand in glove with the terrorists, the thought terrorists in the Jewish community, uh, mainly people like the Campaign Against Anti-Semitism, uh, Tim Dwelly, which is an independent counselor. And what they did is they ran a hit smear campaign, a libel campaign, this week against Graham Hart. And they've actually linked back to Inside the Eye Live. Uh, 
So one of these organizations, Cornwall Reports, is part of a nonprofit, I don't know, government regulator called Impress, and it's basically they're supposed to uh, adhere to certain levels of standards. And this article that they put out was one of the most error-filled, hysterical, moronic pieces I have ever read, quite frankly. To call this journalism would be like to call Bugs Bunny a serious piece of contemporary uh, gothic artwork, you know, something to that. There's just no way we could consider for a second uh, this piece. The author's name was Anne North. And my goodness, what a complete buffoonish clown this little twit is. I, I can't even say really on air what I really think of this particular woman. Uh, guys, what we need to do is I don't have access to the clock. Guys, so please, uh, those of you out there, if you can make these changes for me, I just don't have access to it. I'm going to try to load it up again just to see if it comes up. It makes my life a lot easier if it is here. Uh, but that site is down. So, guys, if you can fix that site and see what's going on, I would love to have it because, quite frankly, it's really hard to do shows here uh, if I don't have it and be professional and do the whole show all the way through. Because what can I say? I can't hear. No, I just can't hear. So, yeah, it says the site cannot be reached. So production is down. So, guys, try to fix that if you can. Uh, let's see. What else? I guess that's the backup site he's talking about. I don't know. Uh, let's see. We were talking about Graham Hart, but I, it's unfortunate. I'm going into a break here in about a minute or so. I don't want to say too much. Guys, telephone lines are going to be open, but we are going to have a guest. Erica from The Harsh Reality is going to be coming in in hour number two here, seven o'clock. She's going to come on to join us for an hour to talk about her channel, Demonetizing, and all the things going on in the YouTube world and just what she's up to, who she's talking to, and what she's got on her mind. So that's going to be a lot of fun. She's She apparently is a very big fan of Inside the Eye Life, so that should be a lot of fun to bring her on. So if you're listening, Erica, got a half hour before you come on. And then what else is uh, uh, telephone lines, one three two three two seven five one three one four. We'll go ahead and open up those lines a little bit. But one three two three two seven five one three. One four, and honestly, guys, I wish I could see the clock. I could that kind of say yes, it's okay, but I can't. So I don't know. Are we going into a break, everybody? And yeah, I hear the break out there. There it is. I hear. It. All right, it's the fetch, everybody. Inside the I Live Prime Time. I can't hear it. I just heard a chirp come through. So it's Inside the I Live Prime Time. Back with more right after. Welcome back. Uh, it's in the Inside the I Live. Prime time again today's date Thursday the 6th of June don't forget the magic formula the 6th of June at the 6th hour of the 6th day something like that and you'll get along just fine 210 Erico hi welcome inside the ally prime time uh, I think he's hung up okay uh, again telephone lines are going to be open for this half hour that's again going to be uh, 1323 275 1314. That's 1323 275 1314. You know, we were talking to Nighthawk in the previous half hour just before the show. He was talking about how they had a huge storm come by, pretty much blew up the network again. 
or at least blew up the network. We're currently working on a backup network. He's doing some repairs over there. So we are down with some of our technology here. And what that kind of reminds all of you, especially with the story about YouTube, is that without having the ability to have a network and what do you call this, a uh, platform to work from, guys, it's really hard to do radio shows. And right now it's kind of hard to do the radio show as it is. But... <laughs> At least we're able to get out and go live. So again, we do appreciate if you could go ahead and do something and again, make a donation on behalf of Inside the Eye Live. You can sign up to the various, I don't know what you call it, the archives, I guess it is. The, and you can pull down all the shows, including this one. It's actually in very good quality if you do that. So guys, do what you can. Support the network. We need a platform within which to work from. And so we appreciate everything that you can do in that regard. We do want to say thanks to, I think, Frank. Frank, I think Frank, uh, and also Blackbird. But Blackbird, uh, again, you're more for Saturday, but Blackbird has renewed for another 10 weeks, I believe, uh, of the I Tell Cat Report on Saturday. So, Frederick, thanks so much for that. I did see that today. I haven't been hammering you too much about it. It's not something I'm worried about. Uh, I know you guys are all good in my sponsor base, So, but thanks again. I did get it today, so thank you again for that. Came in just a few hours ago, and since it was basically not asked for, I uh, appreciate it even more. In fact, this I Tell Cat Report is proudly sponsored by, if I can pull this thing up quick enough, this is probably sponsored by Graham Hart and the Graham Hart Show. What do you think? I should add a lady co-host to this? It's not. If you've got someone you can base on, <laughs> be careful to use lady co-host. <laughs> You know what I need to do? I need to fly to Cornwall. <laughs> like, yeah, send fetching to the bog. Just put a big air fetch here. You and I ought to do a show together, the Grand Fetcher Show. <laughs> Let's change it and fetch, because I don't overshadow you. So if I go to Fetcher, it's like, who's Fetcher? Wake up, get off the post train, the post train. The next stop is reading a diary. Is this live? <laughs> yes, it is. Maybe Grizzly is going to cut this part out. This it live. I know that you're missing Uh Anyway, um, yes. Because it's time for the ITEL Primetime Cat Report, sponsored by Graham Hart and the Graham Hart Show with Bryzer which streams live every Monday on Cornwall Revolution Radio at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and by Graham Hart's song, Hoax Train, Train, where a little historical humor triggers the hoaxsters and anti-semi-hunters alike. To listen to the Graham Hart Show, visit grism.blogspot.com before showtime for all the listen live and chapter All right, everybody, and uh, this week's... Right, so cat report, uh, everything's going great, quite frankly. 
we have three cats. Pressy, she looks, she's looking more and more pregnant, and I'm very, very concerned about that, quite frankly, because we're trying to figure out how to get the cats out of here uh, when we kind of shut down Jordan here, and I, I don't know what to do if I got a cat with, you know, four or five kittens in tow. I will not be able to bring the kittens, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do with her, so we're kind of, like, worried about her just a little bit. We would like to get her and evacuate her along with us, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do that. I'll tell you what, she's been playful a lot more, seriously. She's been enjoying herself a lot more around the house. She plays a little rough, though, when it comes to Ming Ming. Ming Ming's our little short. Ming Ming's amazing, man. This cat has so much energy, guys. I cannot, um, you can't imagine. This morning, she was like making some strange growling, strange, I don't know what type of noises those were. And then she would just run straight at the wall and then just jump up and try to grab the telephone charging cables that are that we've already put them high up because she likes to play with them and she just jumps and leaps and she's so small she really can't jump that high yet you know she can't like get up on a counter or anything yet she's still too small of a kitten for that and man but she is such a sweetheart she plays so sweet uh, she does not use her claws at all, not like Pressy. Pressy's claws are like she barely touches you, and she kind of like has got these razor-sharp claws, and they go into you. And, and quite frankly, the three cats have adjusted well. It's nice to see uh, Spiker today gave us a little bit of a scare. We didn't see him all day today. He didn't actually show up to the house until about 10 o'clock, 10.30 tonight. So we were kind of worried about him, but he came in screaming a little bit like i'm hungry where's the food and then uh, she got he got a little bit of a bath because he came in very very dusty today but other than that it's been very pleasant around with the cats they've been basically kicking back it's been very hot you know 90 95 degrees really not 90 but 95 degrees up and up so they've been camping out in the bathroom you know chilling on the tile floors trying to keep as cool as possible and quite frankly i can't blame them i would like to join them but it's a little bit hard on my back but it's been very hot and they've been having basically a relaxed time we haven't seen two of the kittens that normally hang out my kitchen window i don't mind that so much because we don't want to get into the habit of feeding them too much because obviously we are going to be clearing out and I will not be able to evacuate those cats too. They're not my cats anyway. So that's kind of how the ITEL cat report is going. Again, probably sponsored by the Graham Hart Show and the Graham Hart Show with Bryzer and Hoax Train. Again, Hoax Train, the song that kind of like uh, pokes fun at those who believe in fictional fairy tales as being true in just history. And, uh, you know, I'm going to talk more, I think, you know, with the hour went by because of the technical issues too fast. So we're going to talk on Saturday. We'll get very detailed about what is going on with Graham Hart with his recent arrest, the recent smear campaign that was put out there by CornwallReports.com. Again, they have been linking back to my site. They have been attributing things to Briser, uh, which, of course, have nothing to do with Briser. Uh, so basically, we are looking at a bunch of idiots, morons, essentially, that don't know what they're talking about, but they sure can throw around the anti-Semite canard everywhere you turn. It's a torrid rant of anti-Semitism. Give us a freaking break, man. We are so tired of this childish nonsense from the Jewish community that, quite frankly, it has become nauseatingly disgusting, especially when we see what they are doing to so many people out there, including what's going on on YouTube. So quite frankly, we need to stand our ground when it comes to dealing with Jewish issues. Uh, will they have their political issues? We will recognize that. 
we have our political issues and we must recognize that and they do not necessarily mirror each other and for Jews to call us anti-Semitic simply because we want to exercise our own political views, our own political interests, well then that, my dear friends, is simply unfair. It's distasteful. It has, it's uncouth. There's no tact or class to it and we should just call it for what it is and then continue on pushing forward with our ideas because, quite frankly, our ideas have every reason to stand in the light of day. And, quite frankly, if we can get things done in our own way, uh, then we should do it. There's no reason why we have to bow down to the Jewish community and beg them just to get something done in our lives because, quite frankly, they're never going to come to our assistance, our aid for Jews. Is is it good for Jews? And if it's not good for Jews, and guess what? They're not going to do it, which means it won't be good for you, and we just have to call things for what they are. Oy vey! Oy gewalt! It's like another shower! Oy vey! Oy vey! Oy vey, everybody! run by Jews. They don't like you. Very goddamn angry at some of the Jews. I thrive on boy and tears. Oy vey! Oy vey, everybody! The Oy vey Moment is proudly sponsored by Andrew Carrington Hitchcock, author of The Synagogue of Satan, updated, expanded, and uncensored. The Synagogue of Satan, updated, expanded, and uncensored, features a rapturous 144,000 words that is replete with additional articles never before seen in print. And after having its distribution banned by Amazon and Lulu, the Synagogue of Satan, updated, expanded, and uncensored, is now available from Andy himself at andrewcarringtonhitchcock.com. Get your copy today, won't you? Of course... Don't forget to listen to Andy's The Andrew Carrington Hitchcock Show, which streams Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock a.m. to 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern on Eurofolk Radio at eurofolkradio.com. To listen, simply visit eurofolkradio.com during showtime and click on the Listen Live link or visit andrewcarringtonhitchcock.com for Andy's free show archives, which comprises one of the most extensive guest lists in the alternative media. And be sure to check out the Andrew Carrington Hitchcock Show again. It's on every day, Monday through Friday. We are doing basically with Andy a double month, bi-weekly. I think it's bi-weekly. Every two weeks we are doing a show fetch on Fridays. So we should be back live next week with a new fetch on Fridays. And uh, again, check it out. It broadcasts every day at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern on Eurofolk Radio at eurofolkradio.com. Eurofolkradio.com, by the way, does simulcast inside the iLive and inside the iLive prime time. So for all of you listening over at eurofolkradio.com, uh, thanks for tuning in. We we do know about you, and we appreciate you guys uh, to giving us part of your time and uh, effort, well, at least some of your time today. How's that sound? Anyways, this week's Oive moment is going to come to us from I think we're going to go to try to get this thing so I can read it. It's hard to read with one eye, everybody. Uh, this one we're going to go to. Where are we going to go to? Uh, I think it's Boston. I think it's in Boston. Let me look. Boston. Is this Boston? Boston? Come on, guys. Give me the. This is from the Daily Caller. 
guys, give us the, come on, you should at least put where. It doesn't actually say in the first two. Doesn't say, a DC. It's called the DC Dyke March. There you go, Washington DC. I, I saw that in a tweet. Okay. The DC, oh, there it is too. The DC Dyke March. There you go. Uh, Jews pushing degeneracy again. How amazing. Did you know that, uh, Israel is the most, considered the most degenerate society on planet Earth? I'm, I bet you didn't know that. But yeah, there's more gays and homosexuals and trans and bisexuals per capita in Israel than any other nation in the world. So Israel truly is a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. And of course, they want to turn America and the West into their image, which of course would then make our countries completely debacked and filled with degeneracy. But the ADL now, uh, their CEO, Jonathan Greenblatt, is actually criticizing the DC March. Uh, this today, in fact, for banning flags with Star of Davids from their march. <laughs> that's, that's, that's oy vey-ish, man. Oof. No stars of Davids allowed at the DC Dyke March. It's outrageous, he said, that in preparing to celebrate LGBTQ pride, the DC Dyke March is forbidding Jewish participants from carrying any flag or sign that includes the Star of Debauchery, also known as the Star of David which is universally recognized as a hate symbol of the Jewish people. Now, that's not what he said. I changed it, okay? He put it this way, the Star of David, which is universally recognized as a symbol of the Jewish people. But let's be honest. The Star of David is a hate symbol. It it really represents Jewish hatred of humanity. I, I don't think there's a question that. In fact, really, the Star of David, there should be a war on the Star of David every bit as much as Jews put out a war on the swastika, uh, really, because the swastika is really the solar wheel. It is comprised of four Fs, six times six times six times six equals 12,096, which are the letters L, I, F. And, of course, he has a right to remain silent. That's 12,960, and that is the diameter in correlative years of the platonic cycle of 25,920 years divided by two is 12,960. Hence, the circle of life is really all about the procession of the sun through the equinoxes. And there you have the Royal Arch of Masonry, Freemasonry, right there telling you all about this stuff. And Jews want to wage war on that. And quite frankly, Jews should just shut up. Uh, again, if they don't understand our symbols, it's not for them to try to vilify our symbols. In fact, there was a case the other day uh, as a side to somebody somebody drew a big swastika within his grass. He cut the grass into a swastika, and Jews complained about that too. And the guy says, hey, I didn't know that's anti-Semitic. I mean, what the heck? It's not my business. I just drew a swastika. I think it's cool. But Jews whined about that too. So anyways, the D.C. March is uh, – Decidedly and fiercely pro-Jewish space. Well, yeah, obviously it is because Jews are degenerate slime. And so therefore being degenerate slime, I guess you could call the D.C. Dyke March prime Jewish territory. Uh, the D.C. March is also a pro-Muslim and pro-Palestinian space, they said. And Jewish stars and other identifications and celebrations of Jewishness like yarmulkes, which are basically Jewish hate symbols, uh, talit, which is another Jewish hate symbol, and expressions of Jewish Judaism or Jewishness. All of this, of course, expresses Jewish racial hatred and should be viewed as racist hate by 
Jews against the rest of us. That's quite frankly how you should start to treat it, everybody, because they treat you just being a normal straight person as being hatred uh, towards them. So just kind of play the game. We do not ask that participants not bring pro-Israel paraphernalia to solidarity with our queer Palestinian friends. This includes Israeli flags as well as flags that resemble Israeli flags, such as the pride flag with a star of David in the middle. We have trained marshals and de-escalators. There's a big word. Ooh, I could read that. Ready to intervene in instance of conflict if someone is being harassed for being a Jewish dyke. Wow, this sounds terrible stuff. The D.C. Dyke March is a pro-Palatinian space. Oh, there's so many free spaces. These guys are freaking morons, I swear. The claim is that we are banning Jewish symbols, which is entirely untrue, said the organizers. We are asking people not to bring nationalist symbols because violent nationalism does not fit with our vision of queer liberation. Ooh, it sounds so so awesome. Last year, leaders of the 21st Annual Chicago Dyke March also told goers who had a Star David flag to leave because, quite frankly, they were bringing their symbols of hatred, and why not? We should ask people, quite frankly, in our government who bring Stars of David to leave. Quite frankly, what do you think? Guys, I think it's a great idea. You know, there's another case where a YouTube account, get this, his name is David Collier. And he is one of these white-looking guys that is a do-gooder for the Jewish people. Oh, let me kiss you, little hiney, because I'm a rectified guy. And the platform he had was called, I don't know, Beyond the Great Divide, something like that. And basically what he was, was a, he went around harassing, I don't know if he's harassing, but he's documenting people who are quote-unquote anti-Semites. And he had an awesome account. I mean, I never tried. I think I had 12 videos, 15 videos. And I think we had 355 subscribers when I went down. And again, I never used the darn thing. In, in seven, eight years, I had very little effort put in. Cause I, I, honestly, I didn't trust YouTube. Maybe I'm going to do more just to stick a knife in their side just to needle them a bit. But nonetheless, this guy had, wow. 89 videos and 200. Get that. Oof. 200 subscribers. Good job, dude. And it's like a virus. YouTube have now banned my YouTube channel for hate speech. Probably because as a fighter against anti-Semitism, I share examples of it. It's so hurtful. Hours and hours of unique, irreplaceable footage gone. Oh, these anti-Semites are dancing today. Actually, we didn't care, dude. It was brought to us by the Jewish News. And quite frankly, had the Jewish News brought not brought it to our attention, we wouldn't care, dude. You had 200, basically. Okay, 200 people. And uh, quite frankly, not bad. But hey, dude, come on, give us a break. So basically, yeah, the YouTube is going to go get some of these leftist morons. It's going to go get some people who are anti-Semite hunters. It's going to do all of that. But again, who knows? Uh, let's see here. Another quick story. I got like three minutes. Ex-UK labor leader Ed Miliband wishes best of luck to candidate accused of anti-Semitism. Now, here's the thing I don't get about the UK, guys. The UK basically is so insanely... And, of course, America is getting there. But the U.K. is so insanely wrapped up around who is and who is not an anti-Semite. 
literally. They're just wrapped up around it. Like, oh, this guy's an anti-Semite. You can't let him run for office. But former UK Labour leader Ed Miliband again wished good luck on Twitter today to a candidate recently caught up in an anti-Semitism scandal. Oh, it's a scandal. You know the the hysterical hyperbola within which the Jewish people write their crap absolutely amazes me. We'll get into that, I guess, on the Graham Hart story that I'm going to tell on Saturday. Definitely, we're going to tell that story on Saturday, so you want to, you want to tune in for that for sure. Uh, posting a picture of himself with two labor activists on Twitter, Miliband tweeted, out on the labor doorstep in Petersburg today with two of the best organizers in the Labor Party. Best of luck to Lisa Forbes. Lisa seems and looks nice enough. A chaos with it out on the labor's assist. But Forbes, the labor candidate in Petersburg, was found to have liked. Oh, 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 this is heart attack. Martha, Martha is the big one. He liked and praised too virulently. Oh, there's a word for you. What an insulting, obnoxious people these Jewish people are. Virulently anti-Semitic posts. Oh, ouch. One a rant about Zionist slave masters and another that claimed that Mossad created and funded ISIS. Well, that's actually true, you morons. That's the Algeminer. Algeminer is like this rabidly pro-Jewish, right? let's just call it rabidly Jewish publication that is nothing but hate speech. Hate sp- Can I say that without choking? Um, yeah, hate speech here. Great. Erica, by the way, is going to be on next hour, guys. And so, you know, we're looking forward to that because, hey, it's an hour of fun. So Erica from The Harsh Reality is going to join us. All right. She's just checked in. So cool for that. Now, in another rant, Saeed, I'm not sure who Saeed, wrote that the Mossad helped establish ISIS. It's actually a true statement. And other Islamist groups. These are actually true statements. So, again, why would the Algeminer be gaslighting everybody? These are actually true statements. So, citing alleged evidence in hand of the funding and creation of such extremists by CIA and Mossad. Well, guys, this is actually all documented. We already know. So, why are Jewish publications out there denying the obvious? Unless, of course, Jewish publications want to deceive and fraud their listeners. In which case, since they're engaging in fraud, perhaps they should be put out of business. It's the Fetch, everybody, inside the Ally Prime Time. Going into a break, Erica from The Harsh Reality will be back joining me right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back, man. What a show we're having, huh? This is great stuff. Awesome radio. I can just sense it, you know, with the way we got all this technical issues going. Joining me now, she's going to brighten it up, I sure hope. <laughs> you, I know she's going to. Don't worry. We have Erica from The Harsh Reality. Erica has a YouTube channel. Again, it's called The Harsh Reality. She's interviewed people like, I don't know, uh, Kevin McDonald, I know, has been on there. Tom Goodrich has been on there. Uh, Erica, hi. First, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Well, thank you well, for... Thank you for- uh, inviting uh, me. Inviting me. Well, thanks. I, I was given the word from Michael Thomas Goodrich that she wanted to come on the show. Yes. That was back, way back in like March or something when I was still camping uh, out in Saudi Arabia and we just never had a chance to put anything together due to bandwidth constrictions. So when I got right. back to Amman, uh, now we now we still have problems, but at least it's technical. It's not doing with bandwidth. How did you fall? How did you fare in this big YouTube uh, scare that everybody's had? Oh well, you know I'm still at. Um, it, it, it's been an interesting past few weeks. Uh, but first, I wanted to really you know 
say thank you for having me on. Um, I'm planning on having Kevin McDonald coming on. I was going. I did have something oh, scheduled. I asked <laughs> Kevin to come on like like five weeks ago, and he never responded to me. I'm really getting very envious about how you keep booking all these great guests, and I'm like not getting anybody lately. Come, run, run, run by real quickly. Who have you had? I have had, yes, I have had to, I'm very persistent and Kevin McDonald is one that you have to stay on top of. Um, and I I was actually going to have him on. Careful, careful, careful. This is the family show. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was going to have him on. I had the date scheduled and then my computer got hacked along with my email and my phone and it's just been, um, yeah. a lot of drama ever since, but I have had Dennis Wise. I've had yep. Thomas, Mike Thomas Goodrich a few times, Monica Schaefer. Um, I'm going to have Kevin McDonald and E. Michael Jones. I've had Cynthia McKinney. Um, shoot, Which, that's a good one. To get her is good. That's not so yes. easy. That was she a great time well. years ago, but yeah, she's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, we had a great time, and I'm um, hoping to have her back on soon as well. And I also had uh, Michael S. King. He was actually my very first interview. Uh, yeah, Michael, Michael S. King. Yeah, he did the uh, the Bad War and a few yeah, other books. Right. Uh, you know they're commenting on top of Kevin McDonald in the chat room, so you must have got everybody's attention on that one. We've painted a great <laughs> picture for you. Thank you very much. First of all, how did you hear about Inside the Eye Live? I speaking with uh, Mike Thomas Goodrich. He um, yeah. told me about you, and I checked you out, and I said I definitely want to have a show with you and and get to know you, and possibly even build a friendship. So cool. Now, where are you located? Chicago. Yes, so I'm in the suburbs of Chicago, it right. Illinois. Is it, is it Chicago or Chicago? It's Chicago. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. My language is still working. <laughs> I thought maybe you were overrun from the south and it became Chicago already. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on what area in Chicago you're in. <laughs> it would be you know Chicago. what? I can't imagine having frijoles pizzas, you know? Yeah, right. Because right. you're going to ruin the, the, the pizza environment of Chicago if they keep mm-hmm. up this I, I mean, what do you, you know, I feel it's sacrilegious to put jalapeno peppers on a freaking pizza, man. What's I that? think so, too, and pineapple and all this other crazy stuff. But oh, come on, pineapple. Come on, pineapple and, and Canadian bacon's the best. Yeah, you can, you know, it is good. It is good. It, I've actually had pizza with barbecue sauce, if you could believe that. <laughs> I had it yesterday. It sucks. <laughs> really? The girls here, they like it. I'm like, dude, do, do dads really? Do you really got to buy this thing? Right. And, and here, it's like chicken with uh, barbecue sauce. And it's what's really amazing about these Jordanians because the pizza actually sucks. But it's like awesome artwork. You know, <laughs> they like yeah. take that barbecue sauce and they make it so neat and straight lines. I'm like, right. dang. I can't eat this. I gotta put this on the wall, shellac it, and put it on the wall. Right. Well, if you ever, if anybody ever comes to Chicago, you have to go to two places: Johnny's um, Italian Beef, which is on North Avenue in Elmwood Park, and you have to go to a Portillo's. Portillo's is like a, a little franchise here in you know in the Chicago area, and they make the best beefs. Really, mm-hmm. I've only been to Chicago one time. Mm-hmm. Just one time. And what it was, I was on a flight back from, I think, Boston. 
and there was a delay and then another delay and then we missed all the all the flights to get back to LA so they put us in a hotel for the night so i basically got bused to some hotel in chicago and then i had to then get back up in the morning to catch the early morning flight back to LA so that was my whole time stopping over in LA and chicago i've transited many times but never actually mm-hmm. aside from that been in chicago and it looked very flat <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting area. Um, they definitely do have the best pizza uh, in the United States, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, downtown is is interesting in some of the outlying um, areas, especially Belmont and um, and all that stuff. So they they do have some interesting areas. Maybe yeah, I can take you around sometime if you come out here. What areas, <laughs> if you are a Chinese tourist guide, would you instruct Chinese never to visit? Oh boy, um, that would be the west and south side of Chicago. <laughs> it really? used to be it used to be the housing projects, but they've since then broken them up and have gentrified those. Uh, but yeah, the main areas in the Chicago in the Chicago land is uh, west and south sides. You don't want to venture into at least at night at night. So it's kind of like South Central Los Angeles, you know. Try to try to to avoid a lot of these areas. Right, right. So do you have in Chicago the same parts they have? Like I, I just read a very nasty article about Los Angeles, my hometown, mm. with the typhus and the really bad situation of tent cities. It's always been bad, but it looks like it's grown. You know, the problem's grown. We right. have police officers now getting typhus. Uh, really? Uh, yes, the police officers. Uh, the state's complaining to the stations downtown that they're not sanitized properly, and there's now disease inside of the police station. The police say, you know what, you're making us walk through all of this feces and urine day in and day out. What do you guys expect type of thing? Right. We don't have a budget, and we can't hire the guys from down south to clean it for us. Mm-hmm. And so it's really bad in L.A. Wow. Do you have that type of situation in Chicago? Well, we have homeless, but we don't have tent cities. So... Um I can't say that, you know, that's, I haven't seen that, but we do have homeless um, who stay year round. And I'm kind of surprised with the horrible winters that we have because, you know, Chicago being the transport hub, you'd think that they'd hitch a ride down somewhere (laughs) a little warmer during the winter months, but they don't. Um, You know, if I'm in that position, I sure would be. I I wouldn't be getting in people's hair, but I'd be looking for someplace a lot warmer. Sure, I would too. Um, you know, and the, the interesting thing that you bring up with the tent cities, um, I also, on my show, I cover a lot of topics. I talk about the truth in history, especially World War II. Okay. Um, I, I've learned a lot from the people I've met, like Dennis Wise and Mike Goodrich and so on. Um, and, uh, Monica, Schaefer's situation, she was in prison in Germany for speaking about the Holocaust, um, and her brother is still in prison. Um, and, you know, so I cover a lot of that stuff, and I also discuss uh, present-day issues and the immigration that's happening, and it's expected to get a lot worse. We're expecting, like, five more, five million more illegal immigrants, and then after that, they're predicting 15 to 20 you know, especially because of the situation in Venezuela. So, I, you know, I talk a, about a wide range of um, issues. You know, are you on a, are you on a schedule? 
a scheduled show, which means that you're going out live at the same time every week? Or is this something that you kind of ad hoc it and throw together? I, I have not set a schedule up yet, but I am intending on doing that um, because my accounts and whatnot were hacked. I had to start a brand new channel. So it's actually called Erica, the harsh reality, and then the number one. And um, you'll see me, uh, you know, I have a picture of myself with Lemmy from Motorhead, Lemmy Kilmeister. I was wondering who that was. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Lemmy. So, um, but yeah, I'm planning on doing a scheduled show. I know that that's much better to, you know, retain your audience and for people to find you and maybe to plan. Um, I usually always do that's something that you can count on as for now. I try to stream live after 8 p.m. Central because then my household's, you know, more quiet. And um, so that is the consistent part. <laughs> but I do plan on scheduling a day. I'm not exactly sure which one just yet. Maybe on Sundays because um, I'll have help with controlling my dogs. You know, my dogs like to yip and yap in the background. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a problem doing lives. It's not such it's a problem. No, it's a problem it is. because they mm-hmm. just break your concentration and then you, you get a little bit nervous and then you start to sweat and it's like, oh my gosh. I right. Right. You know, people, the real <laughs> physiology of these types of things, guys. You really do get that nervous sweat going. It's like, oh, now I'm uncomfortable. And then you can't focus. And the next thing you know, you've lost half of your show and you don't even know what you talked about. Kind of like me today. <laughs> kind of like my first half hour here. I couldn't get going. But uh, yeah, you know, and Unfortunately, I've had a lot of experience with my stream being interrupted or like um, I guess using Google Hangouts that would drop and, you know, you you have to improv a lot to keep things going. And, yeah, so. Don't you love it? Don't you just love love technical problems? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Yep. You know, like, you know, I've had like six different technical problems so far today and I'm still hanging. It's like. Oh, my gosh. Just Good to go you. in this last break, you know, we, we lost the stream. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. I'm playing music live and I'm not even on the stream and I'm just going <laughs> to, okay, let me connect casually. Uh, right. But it's kind of fun. You know, if you do these things live, it's a lot more fun than pre-recorded where you can edit things out and it's kind of stale. I like the pre, I like the live format. I, I just, do. Yes, I do too. And I think, you know, when people see, that you know you're a real person and you have these technical problems. I think they are able to connect with you more because you're more real, you know, as opposed to um, those big stations where nothing ever goes wrong and everything's perfect all the time, you know. So mm-hmm. there yeah. is silver lining in this situation. <laughs> and uh, the great thing is, is now we have. Uh, first of all, are you up on what happened with YouTube yesterday? No. No, what happened? What happened? Oh my goodness! There was a major, major purge yesterday of conservative voices. Thousands of websites were taken down. I was one of those. It was a combination of people being taken down or demonetized, and I was one that was actually taken down. Red Eyes had many videos taken down, but they were demonetized. Okay. they have to deal with issues. Other people, most people were demonetized, but uh, there were key people like myself that were actually just completely taken down. Uh, oh, wow. Just, you know, funny you say that because I spoke with Dennis Wise today and he told me that happened to him. So I have to touch base with him and let him know that he wasn't the only one. I didn't, I wasn't aware that it was a massive, um, massive. 
No, wow. it is called, it's being called the YouTube purge, the great YouTube purge of 2019. It's massive. It, it's ridiculous. And it is ridiculous. You know, there's a lot of theories about it, but anyways, it's a huge, huge deal. I don't care personally because I'm not a YouTube community guy, mm-hmm. but you know, I have, a, you know, we did have 350 some odd, you know, people right. that were there, but I just didn't follow because I didn't trust YouTube. You know what I mean? And right. you're on YouTube. How do you find the platform? I mean, how do you find it? I, um, I, I'm not happy with it. It's, um, you know, I, I also have been covering a lot of the uh, this bill called HR three three six, and okay. um, it's a federal law. It, it, actually, there's 26 states who've passed a similar law statewide. This is a federal law, and it is um, prov- going to prevent companies from participating in boycotting of Israel, and that you know, goes against their First Amendment rights. Yeah, and so is that bill that now makes it like against the law to talk about Jewish power of Hollywood. Right. right. Again, it's like you're daring us because all of this is against our Constitution. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you push it, push it, push it. And I just don't grasp the strategy here from these people. All they're doing is really raising awareness to how tyrannical they are. Right. And then they want to call you anti-Semitic for recognizing this. Right. Yeah, no. and yeah, and and it's. Um, have you been called but, an anti-Semite yet? I have, but it's been oh, a while. <laughs> I'm actually coming up with some different ideas for YouTube, but you know, I um, I started this series with uh, where I talk with uh, um, a gentleman called Duvid, and he's a Jew, and um, I'm trying, you know, because I'm so tired of seeing all nothing but fighting. And arguing on YouTube and nobody uh, just talks and discusses, you know, so that's kind of where I'm what I'm trying to do, you know, like, that's like one idea that I do uh, that I started up. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm going to continue on with my interviews and then also have my new show. So uh, but, yeah, the quality on YouTube nowadays I, is very poor. Uh, I think. I have maybe one or two people that I'm really interested in following to find out what is actually happening in the world. The rest is nothing but propaganda or, um, you know, they are, you could tell the communist Jewish backed groups that act so outrageous that, (laughs) you know, I'm like, you know, normal, normal white people don't act like that. And, uh, you know, and it's just a, it's a propaganda game that they play. So, and I talk a lot about that type of thing on my channel as well. So, yeah, I'm not very happy with YouTube. I'm hoping to maybe venture out into Radio Land as well and have both um, because I find YouTube too restrictive. I really do. Yeah, that's why I didn't do it too much. I would just yeah. stream my shows and st- that was it. I wouldn't put it. But I'm going to needle them a little bit. Now that they banned me, I'm going to needle them. Good. And just see what happens, you know, see if I can sneak under the radar and get some more views. And just to get more people out there playing content, of course, I'll put it up on BitChute also. also. But I'm thinking now just to needle them, like, screw you guys, you know, you're you're basically taking down stuff that was actually inactive. And it was a great thing for me because I could then go to my clients and show them my work. And I didn't hear what I was talking about. I don't want to scare them away. But they could see me like, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. And all that's gone now. The history's gone. It's it's actually mm-hmm. saved to hard drives and all. But still, you know, it's nice to just pull it up on YouTube and say, that's sure. me. Right. And, and if you want to put it back, it takes a lot of time. And that's nah, not worth the time to get the two to five views you would get. And, the, and then they're not even fair about that. You know, that right. They don't even... Yes, they so dial they, back on you. You're and... not a millennial and you're not a boomer, right? Am I correct? correct I'm a Gen that? Xer. I'm a Gen Xer. Um, so, all right. What's the perspective from the Gen X side? Because all I know is that boomers and like millennials, they're like at each other's throat right now. <laughs> What's it like being like in the middle and you got to like listen to these old folks talking, these young people that don't know nothing talking to? What's it kind of like in the middle? Uh, well, I guess, um, yeah, because it, what, being in the middle, I guess, for me anyway, it, I can agree with both sides but i also can disagree with both sides so it's it's um trying to find that common ground and bring people together uh which could be frustrating a lot of times because you know people have a tendency to get hung up on you know you know a specific issue or two when you know if you just take a step back and look at the bigger picture you could see that there's a lot more common ground that um you could, you know, I like to tell the millennials, I said, mm-hmm. guys, you just don't get it. Your generation right. is far less clued in than we were. Uh, mm-hmm. And we didn't have an Internet. You know, we actually didn't have an Internet. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right. They and seem we, to be we less. Were. Yeah, they seem to be less. Um, as far as like actual life is concerned, a lot less um, experienced for sure. Oh, yeah. They, for them, <laughs> learning how to ride a bike was playing on PlayStation. You know, come on. That's true. You know what I mean? It's like, they didn't go ride bikes. They were like, okay, let's play, let's play motorbike on PlayStation. Right. That's, how they play. That's how they rode their bikes. And like, guys, yeah. you know, have you ever fallen from a bike doing 27 miles per hour on, right. and crashing into gravel without a helmet? Have you mm-hmm. ever done that? Mm, right. You know, come on, guys. You know, you. Yeah. You know. The helicopter parenting, I'm sure, doesn't help. And. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hate I hated my wife, you know, because she would like be that way. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you can't be doing that all the time. I said, come on, Daniel, let's go, right? And so I'd take him outside. And one time I had him playing baseball, uh-huh. and he's like seven years old, and he like jumps. Like, I'm like tough on him, right? And he jumps up to catch the ball, and he ran straight into a, a fire hydrant, you know, and fire oh, hydrant is not very small. And, right. of course, as you can imagine, he flipped over, landed smack almost on his head, caught oh. the ball. And I'm like, dude, great catch, man. He's like, getting up, trying not to cry. You know, it's like, yeah, that's it. Great catch. Oh. If his mom would have saw that, I would have been dead for like. Right. Minutes. She would have flipped out. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember like my kids, they, they'd build um, little uh, ramp bike ramps and they're jumping off. And yeah. I'm like, you know. My son didn't have a helmet on, and I said, you know, you really wear this helmet. But, you know what, luckily he did because, like, the very next two times he jumped off that ra- He did crash and smacked his head against the concrete. But, yeah, I remember back in the day, you know, our uh, the Gen Xers and the Boomers, boy, we bang ourselves up pretty good. Yeah. Exactly, you know, and I always yes. get pissed when the Gen X would beat me, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, screw you. But, you know, I had like the state champion, literally the, the state champion on my cross-country team. So I just had to swallow that a little bit. And then I yeah. feel like, say he's a state champion. It's like, okay, I, I guess that's pretty good. Right. But yeah, you 
hate it, man. And we always found, I'll be honest, the, the gen, the boomers, we found the Gen X's coming up too soft still. We found them still too mm-hmm. soft. Like, yeah. Tough, man. And I can't imagine now what it's like for the kids growing up. I just, well, I know, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's really, it's, you know, for, and you know, if you, I found if I, when I talk to teachers, cause they're the ones who witness every sure. decade, the change in society and now they're talking about how all the kids that are coming up into junior high and high school a lot of them think that they're gay and this and that and this you know and i look back and i and i've talked about this that you know back in our day for the gen xers you know we had heavy metal or heavy rock to uh participate in the rebellion you know being rebellious correct all they have is you know being gay or being trans (laughs) and that's really this is actually a big serious issue that it is erica from the harsh reality everybody joining me from chicago back with more right after this break and it'll be quiet you won't hear anything erica all right back to more everybody all right it's the fetch we are back I believe we're back. Uh, Erica is joining us from Chicago. Erica from The Harsh Reality. Hi, Eric. Erica, welcome back. Thanks for having me back. I'm glad we didn't get disconnected. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. It's like, you know, I don't really know if you're back, but I... Erica, everybody's a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun, haven't we, Erica, the past few days before we set this up. Erica's a yes. classy young lady here. I can say that, and I'm not very old, actually, guys. Eric, I'm going to turn, like, 57 <laughs> in next Tuesday. Are you? Well, happy birthday in case I don't talk to you. Yeah, I'm it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm 47, so that's 47. Good. Mm-hmm. That's a good age. That's good. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we hope, we probably both wish it was 37 now, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny watching the time go by. I can't believe it. And uh, I just think back, I'm like, shit, the, when I was 20, that was 20 years ago. And I look at pictures, and I look different. And it, it's a strange feeling um, watching yourself age, for sure. Yeah. And, and of course, now we we're talking about the kids and how they are aging in a very way that we can never imagine. Right. And that's this idea. All these kids now are coming up thinking they're gay, they're mm-hmm. transgender. And of course, a lot of this is the programming, perhaps mm-hmm. the food, perhaps uh, the schooling, the education, of course. Uh, right. And you said you had been talking to teachers about that. What are the, what are teachers saying about this? I mean, well, you know, they, they, they just, they see the, um, changes in generation to generation as they come in, um, and, uh, that, like you were saying earlier, they're much softer. And now, a lot of them think that they're gay or they're trans or, and like I was talking to my doctor and a lot of his patients are coming in cross-dressing and all this crazy stuff and. What the heck? Oh yeah. And, um, you know, I'm a registered nurse by trade, so you know it's. You know, I've had a lot of psychi- psychology and you know child development, and you know this is a really bad situation for kids because children need their parents, you know, because they have magical thinking. They, uh, you know, if they cover their eyes, you know, so they think that they you can't see them. You know, they need, you know, for reality testing, they need their parents to put these boundaries up and say, no, you're a boy or no, you're a girl. And for the very few people who truly are trans, you know, this, it does not justify this drastic change in our, um, in our society. And 
their social engineering and what they're doing. And um, I truly believe that, you know, because your, 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 your sex and your gender and all that is part of your core identity. And if you take away core identity, then the person is more easily controlled and influenced. So I believe, in my opinion, that's their ultimate goal. Mm. You know, what's funny is here is the end of the Ramadan holiday. Mm-hmm. And what they do is kind of like any major holiday, you know, you give gifts. It's just kind of like a human thing to do. And mm-hmm. so here the kids are all walking around with gifts. And you, you know what the boys are are walking around with? What? Toy pistols and toy rifles. Right. And I'm like, you know, that was us growing up. You were out right. there playing cowboys and Indians. You were shooting down the high-flying planes in the sky. And mm-hmm. now I'm thinking our kids can't even compete with this. And right. what this is is inferior mm-hmm. to what we had as an American culture and society 30 years ago. Absolutely. And unbelievable, really, to me, Erica, the degree to which our elites, our education system, have been either able to engineer the fall or simply allowed it to fall by just not standing up equally within the system. It, yeah. It really what very ill for the American people. I don't think they mm-hmm. quite grasp how damaging and dangerous uh, this nation is headed with right. its type mentality being forced out into the open. Definitely, absolutely. And, I, and unfortunately, it may take, um, you know, the it, a war to well, you know undo what, all, the, all the damage that they've been that they've done. Yeah. And we're getting back into like a Weimar situation. I mean, this is what right. the Jewish people did to Weimar. They yes. turned that country into a degenerate, lesbian, transgender, filth society. Yep. And the people got fed up and rose up against it. But we don't seem to have in America enough core social cohesion to really right. run up and stand against this. Right. And I'm just wondering, even with all your talking, my talking, and hundreds of us doing this talking, I just don't see, unfortunately, how we're going to be able to penetrate it. But, well, you know, you have to hold out some hope, but still, it's it's rather scary. Yeah, there are some days where I, I feel that way, or, you know, there are many days where I feel that way, but we also have to remember that, the you know, with this H.R. 336 bill, for example, they're scared. So, you know, and I, because of all of you, like you and Dennis and Mike and and the rest, I woke up because of what you guys have done. And there's a lot more people waking up out there than what we realize. And we always have to remember that. They don't want us to know or feel like we're actually getting somewhere. And that's why they do the YouTube purges like they've done yesterday. So we could use that frustration that we feel initially as um as assurance that we are our voices are getting out there and people are realizing what in the heck is going on now i saw something coming from the 20 something i guess you could call them the millennials Mm -hmm. and of course that is your prime uh procreation years at the end Mm -hmm. of the day you really should be settling down, having children, and have some years left to raise them. And what they are talking now is creating a small movement across the nation of pride, a straight pride parades. Good with with the mo with the uh, motto, "We're straight, it's great, we procreate." 
Right. And just start putting it out there. And already we have seen the lesbian, gay, transgender society. They are actually going after this in a very militant way. And boy, is that going to start waking people up when you start Uh putting that out there. I'm sure. uh, Absolutely. And, you know, within the uh, LGBT community, because now they're allowing transgender women, which is actually men who feel like they're women, compete in female sports. And also, they are um, at war with lesbians because they're forcing their way into women's safe, you know, women-only safe spaces like abuse shelters, for example, you know, where it really should just be genetically women. And yeah, so- I saw one story there, Eric, on this Connecticut, I believe, state champions. There are so many transgenders that the top woman was eighth. <laughs> yeah, Can you I mean, it's how unfair. And you know what's interesting right. is that when you look at our generations, you know, ours before and yours, you know, our two generations, we would have smashed any male that tried to go and compete against a right. woman. Absolutely. We would never have tolerated that as students. You coward. Somebody would have probably beat the heck out of them and nobody would have said a word about it. That's right. Who are you to do that? You know, we actually, we still believe it or not, guys and gals, and I know a lot of our listeners are kind of my age and yours, so they understand, but we held women with some esteem. We did Mm -hmm. still have chivalry towards towards the gals in our classes. You know, we did. We had that. You don't see any of that today. It's like they they don't even know what it's, you know, I had a black guy great guy by the way i worked with him in saudi arabia and his nephew is like nine years old and he held the door open for a girl in his class mm-hmm. and the teachers got on him for basically you know basically what are you doing this is toxic wow. community and the guy the kid was crying in saudi arabia on the phone to his uncle and i'm saying see and I'm like, you know, everyone knows I'm the radical guy on the radio, right? Mm-hmm. Every, everybody knows I'm kind of famous over there in, in my community, in the expat community. And they're like, they're like looking at me. And I said, see, I told you, dude, I'm right. I'm right. I'm mm-hmm. right. I'm right. Mm-hmm. right. And I tell that to everybody. And they just, the real, we have all these leftist nutcases that come over there. And right. uh, tell you what, they're, they're impossible to deal with. They just like, I like this one, like I call them Tutu. I give them names. <laughs> <laughs> I give him names, you know, Tutu, you know, Tutu. and uh, because he's black and he's about as gay as you can get, you can just uh-huh. see him like open out whatever he can try to get a date somewhere. It's like, dude, you like tutus, you know, dressed, right. you know, dressed like a pimp, you know, that type of stuff. Right, right. And I'll tell you, they're like impossible to work with. You just sure. cannot talk to them. I, they I don't couldn't, want to. They don't want no. to hear uh, the other side. And they're the most controlling um, and oh, non-speech yeah. advocates, uh, you know, out there. Hello. Have you had any complaints against you? Um, well, I've always been a vocal person, so in my personal life, yes. I mean, people, a lot of times, people don't like what I have to say, but that's too bad. And, you know, I, I raised my son to open doors. Now, if I were that parent, I, I could guarantee you I would have been down there putting all those teachers in their places. I would be actively mm-hmm. involved in the school board. And see, that's what people have to do again is get involved with their communities nobody's involved anymore and that's how you know the the rats have been able to take over the ship absolutely 
There's no reason why students should not be involved in those school boards. Absolutely none. And you should be as militant as they are militant towards your children. And that means you get rid of those that are making a problem for you and your kids because there's nothing important than the education of me. I had a great education, even though it was a, a lower middle class school. My education was bar none. Fantastic. Because mm-hmm. we still cared about the kids back then, and the kids cared about education. Right. And that's a key point here, too, is is the kids don't seem to have, for whatever reason, a self-motivated interest in education. Right. It's all about the collective. And right, and taking, and that's part of the taking away core identity, is that you lose your individualiz- individualization and who you are and what values you're willing to step, you know, and step up and fight for. You know, you don't have, and they, they, the first attack is on the family. And if you don't have a good relationship with your family, you don't have your family values that you bring into your adulthood and so on and so forth. So, yeah, and yeah, I raised my son to open doors for women and to stand up for women. And he's gotten into physical fights because he saw a woman who is getting uh, picked on by some drunk guy. And so my son stepped in and he got into a bar fight. <laughs> you know, uh, he won. Which was the good thing, but uh, you know, yeah, and, and he has complained that he's have you know has has had a difficult time finding quality women nowadays, and we, we and I feel sorry for him. I really do because the the kids are really confused. And uh, you know, we had has, you had did you hear this show with Georgia? Have you heard Georgia from uh, Santa Cruz, the coast at KSCO that was let go because of her? Oh, speech. Georgia Peach. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you know, she's saying the same thing you're saying. It's like there's just the women nowadays are really the problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. I was I was raised in a house with four brothers. Don't ask me to talk about. <laughs> OK, I wouldn't know. OK, I just wouldn't know. I had four brothers. So but, yeah, it seems to be a real problem getting through to today's ladies and young gals. that Hey, there's something a lot higher than where you're headed. I know my mother, I remember my mother would say something to the effect that, you know, if she didn't have children, it was like wasting a body. That's exactly what she said. If I don't have kids, I, it would be like I wasted my body. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine today's <laughs> girls talking right. like that up? Well, you yeah. know, and, and working as a registered nurse, um, I spent a lot of time in, uh, on the, in the maternity area, and I would see quite often... Uh, women with their first children at the age of 40. First child yeah. at 40. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine. You know, I was a teen mom. I ended up dropping out of high school. I got my GD, went into nursing school. You know, and I had to work hard for what I earned. But I can't imagine waiting till 40 for your first child. That's way too late. But that's on average, a lot of people are doing that. And they're having maybe one, two kids and just... It's well, crazy. at forty, you can't have a whole lot more. I mean, I'm, right. that's there. That's insane. Actually, I can't imagine starting at forty. You know, Mm-mm, not you yeah. Know, I, sure. I've been in situations here, Erica, where you know you meet these gals over here in the Middle East, and they want kids, and I'm like, don't talk, don't look at me, man. <laughs> don't look at me. I'm like fifty five, fifty six, fifty seven. Like, I oh, know that's not too old. I said, please, please, I'm not starting over with diapers again. Trust me. You, right, you, you, right. you go find a, some guy your age. I know you like this older guys, but please go find somebody your own age, man. Because uh, I can't, I wouldn't want to start again at that. 
You know what I mean? I just won't, wouldn't want to do it. I right. not being smart, I just wouldn't want to. I've got other things I'd like to do now. Mm-hmm. You know, right. after, after all that type of fun stuff. But uh, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's difficult. Certainly difficult. Now, where do people find your website? Where do people find your show? What's the best way to do that? I would just do a, a Google, uh, not Google, a uh, YouTube search. You know, put in Erica, the harsh reality, and then the number one, and then it should come up. That easy, huh? That easy. It should, yeah. <laughs> how many subscribers do you have? I'm sorry, what? How many subscribers do you have so far? Well, it's on my, I, originally oh, I had, after, well, before I had to take down my, cause the, what happened when my computer got hacked, they had control over my email account, which then meant that if I tried to stream, they could kick me off and all this stuff. So originally I had over 600 people. Um, yeah. So then, um, all I have left before I made this new one was my backup channel, which was got up to about 260. And I'm going to be erasing that one because, again, I don't have complete control over that Gmail account that controls the YouTube account. So now I have right now 12. <laughs> but I just made the account yesterday or the day before. So hopefully things will start picking up when people don't find you, me. Don't you hate rebuilding time and time again? Joyce? I do. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it. I swear. I swear I've been rebuilding and rebuilding since like 2001. Mm-hmm. I would build and I would get banned. I would build and I would get banned. I would build and get banned. And I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And finally, I just, you know, figured, okay, I got a good gig here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't hassle me. They like what I do. They don't make a big fuss out of my my uh, message here. And so I just don't want to move. It's like, you know, I get offers, but I just don't want to move just because I don't want to go right. rebuild. Right, right. And, you know, once once you get comfortable and you're if you're happy, most of all, if you're happy, you know, is there really a reason to move, you know? Can you really be happy doing shows from 1 to 3 in the morning? <laughs> it depends. If you're a night owl, I guess you would be. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't mind doing the shows. You know what I hate about doing the shows from 1 to 3 in the morning? Hmm. The day after. Oh, yeah, right. It's hard. It's really hard. It's like my Friday's done. I'm just so tired and groggy all day. And then I don't get a good sleep Saturday because I have guests all day on Friday. It's the one day when guests come. And then Thursday, Saturday's the flagship show. And it's like, man, you got to get your energy back up. You got to get up. Don't bother me till then. I got to sleep. Right. And then you're all crabby and people are like, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they just keep pumping coffee into me thinking it's the coffee. Mm. And uh, just, there's not enough coffee to get me going. It's like, shoot. I, I, yeah, I can understand that. Um, definitely, especially like if I stay up late, and then yeah, I'm the same way. Because originally, I'm actually kind of a PM person, where you know I could stay up to about two or three in the morning, but then after that, I, that's why I never worked real night shift type thing. But uh, yeah, if, especially if you're a morning person, that's hard. That's really hard. If your biological mm-hmm. clock wants you to get up at six a.m. And you're working like a kind of a night shift, like you are. That is difficult the day after, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I've been doing it so long, though, but it's okay. I'm tired. Uh, let's see <laughs> what else is news, man. We talked pizza. We talked South Chicago. We talked West Chicago. We talked mm-hmm. about Mike Rich. We talked about. Uh, uh, so I guess where are you headed with your show? I mean, what what's your main well, focus now? Where do you think you're going to take the editorial direction? 
Well, what uh, I think I'm going to do is um, I, uh, I, I'm starting, you know, like I said, a little series, kind of a series, maybe once or twice a month talking with, because uh, I don't know any Jews, okay? And I don't think that there's enough uh, representation out there to show, you know, you could be two people who have different ideologies and you could still discuss stuff or debate in a healthy way. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm not going to be the type that's going to sit there and yell and scream and call names at somebody either. I don't, you know what I mean? And I'm tired of that um, focus. And I can't find anybody else doing that. So I'm going to do that. Um, How are you going to get some Jewish guy or gal to come on your show? How did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> that is surprise. I know, really? You know, um, it was actually. Did you actually- them with a bagel or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know, what happened was I was a, had a guest appearance on another YouTube channel called No Apologies. His name is Josh. He's a really good guy. And I was going on to talk about the uh, HR336 bill, and it, he had a surprise guest. I didn't know about it ahead of time, and he had Duva the Jew on. And he and I d- debated a little bit about Israel and whatnot. So then from there... Uh, you know, right. just How can you debate and... Israel? How can you actually debate this topic? Right. Well, it's, I yeah, mean, I mean, it gets to where, the point where, did where, you go? where did he go, in other words? He, where was he and where were you? I was more um, quoting the facts and saying, look, you know, we need to get APAC out of our Congress and, and Israel, you know, it is what it is. It's a, it's a war state, you know, Uh and he tries to was saying, "Well, oh, it's for our Middle East security, and you know all the typical uh, buzzword type things." And you know, I need to be there because I live in Jordan for ten, I've lived in Jordan for ten years, and I see mm-hmm. it from the other side. And nothing he can say like that is going to make sense to me because it's like, right, right, dude. Well, and I would love to have you on my show to give that other side because I don't really know anybody who's actually lived there and can testify from personal experience. That's what I'm kind of looking for as well. People with personal experience, you know, to share uh, what has happened, what's really going on. So uh, I'd love to have you on sometime in the near future. Well, you know, we talked about that. I think you're like Frederick Blackburn. Have you gotten Frederick on? No, I've never, I've not heard Blackbird of Blackbird Nine. Oh, oh, yeah, Black Nine. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. <laughs> I'm not familiar with his name, though. Okay, Blackbird Nine, then. Okay, okay, Blackbird Nine. Blackbird, I'm trying to get you a hot date here, okay? I know you're listening out there, so, okay, you, you got to drop a line here. Uh, <laughs> what time do you – What we talked about this, and you're kind of like Frederick. You go, like, at, like, 4 in the morning, something like that, for me, local time? Uh, that would be correct. I think because if it's yeah. eight o'clock Eastern, it's three a.m. here. Okay, so you're eight hours ahead. Well, you. I, you know, and yeah, and I could do my schedule. I don't mind. So no, it I want you better. You have you know, that's to stay fine. within. No, you have to stay within your schedule because we have to. You know, when we're in this business, we're not doing it for ourselves. We serve the customer. Sure, we serve sure. Yeah. Seriously, right. we serve the listener, and I take that very seriously. 
So that means that we would have to stay where you are actually online. I can actually do it. You know what I mean, Erica? Okay. We can actually do a show. It's not a big deal to stay up to okay. four or five in the morning. I ain't that old yet. Come on. <laughs> I could go on at 8.30 p.m., so that would be and like... Guess what? You can get made up, okay? You can make right. yourself up. I'll go ahead and put my tie on. I'm going to still be in my birthday suit under. All right, all right. I'm going to be in my tie. It'll be kinky, okay? And and I'll be like, I'll be like in front of my green screen, and we can like put you and me anywhere you want, okay? It'll be very interesting, right? It'll be entertaining. It and I promise, I promise not to stand up. (laughs) All right, all right, you got a deal. (laughs) So just let me know the date. We'll just make it happen for you. Okay. All right. You know, sure. you know, YouTube's pissed me off. I got to start putting more pro- more material, but I ain't getting in the tie. Screw the tie, man. I'll be like sweating. I'll be like <laughs> looking like Michael Jordan after running up and down the basketball court for 40 minutes. With you your know? tongue out? Uh, right. Probably. I'll be like, please <laughs> give me some water. You know, because I got the lights here to make the pop, you know, make the green screen pop and all that. I'll be like, <laughs> right, right. Well, that would be kind of fun, I guess, you know. I would love to have you on. I think it would be a blast. So what I'll uh, do since you're a nurse, I'll get an IV like bag. I'll put the IV bag. Okay. All right. We'll right. play. We'll I play mean. nurse patient. Yeah, Thank and I'll you. be like, you know, I'm like, excuse me, nurse, I need something <laughs> to drink, and I'll just like drink it from the straw instead of going to my right. arm. Like, wow, I didn't know it was that easy. Might I use the arm all that time? <laughs> Gee. That's taught me something. Just, I was, the whole yeah, time, I was trying to stick this in the arm and look, he just drinks it. No enemas. That's it. No. I draw the line at enemas. <laughs> me too. Trust me, me too. Come on. This is, well, it's okay. Yeah. Mm, guys, she's got me speechless now. I've never been speechless in eight years of this. Well, there's always a first, so I'll, I'll, I'm proud yeah, to wear that badge. All right. Yeah, we were we were kidding each other, everybody on the air today before the air, because she said she got made up. She's like, "Are we going to do video?" And I'm like, "No, this is pure radio." So well, I got made up, and I can't. And I'm yeah. like, "Well, you know what? I'm I'm right now in my fetch mode. Do you know what a fetch really is? Do you know what a fetch is? No, no. What a is fetch it? is actually in the old Celtic uh, system. It's your spirit devil. And in the ancient oh, yeah, north, yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. It's your spirit double, and, okay. and then in a Satru, it is like the highest level of your spirit double. Okay. And uh, basically, we're out of time. So if you want to hear more of this story, catch Eric and I when we do the show, everybody. Eric, we're out of time. Say goodbye. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thank you for having me on. I had a great time. It's equally here, guys. Thanks for listening. Join us Saturday inside the Eye Live, ten o'clock a.m. And uh, again, once again, good night from Aman. Good night. Thanks, Eric. Bye. Thank you. Bye.